1: the scripture Zechariah 2 5 over Faith City Outreach where the Lord says and I myself will be a wall of fire around it declares the Lord and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest Varhana Shifa from Chandler, Arizona who is an artist, author, educator and social political leader. She is involved with Arizona Legislative District 18, the Republican Committee, and is the chairwoman for the Emeritus for AZ GOP Asian American Coalition. She is also the event coordinator for the upcoming rally, Asians for Trump, on Saturday, December 7th. Thank you for being on uh, Faith City Outreach uh, for Hannah to share your testimony and how God is blessing your life in the political arena.
2: Thank you, Marina. I'm very humble and blessed to be here today. And thank you, listener. We'll have a good talk.
1: Yes, you know, before I even started this um, interview, I prayed to God and just asked, you know, what questions can I ask Farhana? And it was put in my heart that we need to know who Farhana is. Um, So we want to just know who you are as a woman, as a mother, um, as a leader, and just speak from your heart today.
2: I will. I promise.
1: Farhan, I was reading your bio on your website and I was so intrigued by your journey about becoming a US citizen. Would you please share this unique and memorable experience to our listeners because I cannot forget it myself. <laughs> that
2: always a day to remember for me because for two reasons, the moment I took the oath and raised my hand and I said I will be around to defend this country from foreign and domestic enemies. That changed my life totally. But regardless of that, there is a funny story associated to that. My oath ceremony is supposed to be on August uh, 7th. And my I was pregnant that time. My baby was due on August 17th. So I was uh, okay with that. Then my baby decided to born on August 5th, and I have the oath ceremony on 7th, and I told the hospital, can I go? And the whole hospital started working so fast, and they said, release her, today is the big day for her. I went to the Phoenix court over there, like a huge line, many people, and they asked me like... Uh, my husband told them she had baby 48 hours ago. And they said, what, 48 days? I said, no, 48 hours. Well, what are you doing in line? Come inside. <laughs> and the next fascinating thing, the counselor who interviewed me for the process, she looked at me. She said, you already have baby? I said, yes, 48 hours. She said, hold on. And she just ran. Next thing I know, the judge came and asked me, Come outside. You are having your personal oath. Go home and take care of your baby. Wow. Tears were in my eyes. And my husband is a U.S. Navy veteran. His eyes were teary. And the glory of America. That I believed on that day.
1: That's amazing. I know God was in this because the judge just made it so easy for you and just said you can go now. Right. Personal oath. <laughs> your personal oath. Wow. Have you shared that story with your daughter, Serena?
2: Oh, Yes, I did. What did she say did. about it? And um, I'm very thankful to God. My both daughters, I have another one, Pimita, they are very thankful and they are true good Americans. So they are blessed uh, to know that and they're also thankful to God that they are American. And they're very loyal to the country, too, even at that age.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful to know. And I know as a mother, you're probably really thankful of that, too.
2: Yes, definitely. Yes.
1: I read that you were born in Bangladesh and you studied in London and you were introduced to your husband, Ralph, who was a Navy sailor, who was also stationed in San Diego. Then you got married and decided to move to the United States. How did you know that God, um, he was God sent? Because you work so well together. And I just met your husband. He's a great supporter. He's he's amazing. He just loves you and just respects you so much.
2: You, you know, um, he's a blessing in my life, truly. And the way you said God sent person um Probably I didn't understood before getting married, but after getting married all these years, <laughs> definitely. Um, yes, he is very supportive, and he never let me um, like give up my hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. He even encouraged me to dream big and achieve unbelievable stuff. And also, as a husband-wife relationship, he never had any suspicion and that's the biggest respect a man can give to an woman and he never doubted me that that's what i'm very grateful to god like actually growing up the image of man i thought about and asked to god i think he has everything in it like it sounds (laughs) exaggeration but truly that that is true and um, it, it, it wasn't very easy relationship because he was in San Diego, I was in London. Then we went back to Bangladesh and both family m- met and all kind of things in between. But um, I just let God guide me through the process. And I felt strongly this man showed me so much positive characteristics and I felt trusted and I knew God will end up with something good. So um, now I am thankful to God. I have him as my husband.
1: Amen. Did you even imagine that you would be involved in politics?
2: Never. <laughs> never? <laughs> no.
1: You never even had a desire?
2: No, because uh, as you said, I was born in Bangladesh. And politics over there, like um, um people kind of stay away from there like you probably say, spe-
1: especially women right
2: uh no Bangladesh has women leadership, okay um uh, but the whole process in the name of democracy still is not the people get to choose is uh, the stage is set up, people are told what to choose you know like not Mm -hmm. that much freedom so politics is dirty politicians we don't believe them a lot of asian countries are like that so uh, coming to the political arena uh, it is actually 2013 now i will name this person with respect robert graham he was the republican party chairman for arizona he um ask all the community leaders asian community leaders we were like 17 different community together and we were talking about the community situation benefit and direction so i still remember i told him up front The countries or the nations we come from, we do not believe politicians or politics. I don't believe you till you come to the community and make us believe who you are. Mm -hmm. And he took that challenge right away. He said, I'm going to go to every community. You guys just tell me. So he went to like deep into the communities. To meet the
1: people and talk to them.
2: Not as a, you know, with a title holder, like a person who really wants to talk to people and understand people and respect people. So after that, I started reading about the political platform, like, you know, like what are the mainstream politics and uh, just like any new citizen I was independent voter I will vote whoever I like kind of mindset but after reading all those platform and values and philosophy and looking into the political leaders what they're doing for the nation and for our state then I decided to be a registered republican so from then on um, and I always have a heart to give back to people and I figure out this is This is one of the area you can reach out to many people and influence many people's life with a positive way. So that's why I become like dedicated person in politics.
1: Is your spouse Ralph uh, on board with the idea?
2: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> because he's also involved politically, too, right?
2: Right, right. Um he, he is Republican from 1984, like a long time, but he couldn't convince me to get involved with politics, though. <laughs> <laughs> but when I got involved, he supported me everywhere possible. He not only, like, on board with me, Last election cycle when I ran for State Legislative District 18 House Representative, he was my campaign manager, so he really helped me a lot.
1: I believe it because he also got in touch with me so that we could schedule this interview. (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always good to have a personal secretary. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And who better than your own husband? Right,
2: right. But sometimes uh, I'll tell you, like... um, Campaign time is hectic for any candidate, like mm. any candidate will tell you. So sometimes I would ask him question middle of the night and he will just joke. This is husband, Raphael. Don't talk to me with the campaign manager, Raphael. <laughs> That's cute. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so That could be sometimes too much to Grey handle. Great humor. Great
1: humor. <laughs> Now, why did you become a Republican? And, and at what point in your life, political career, did you say, you know what, I'm, I'm a pub Republican?
2: You know, reading about, first thing, research and reading, I love understanding, not, not just listening or to a particular person. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, uh, political leaders comes and goes. It is an elected position with a term limit. Sometimes they will serve you right and they'll serve you wrong. But what what is the foundation of the principle of each political group that I did my research? And I found more similarities with my personality, my faith, my religion, Mm -hmm. my values, my lifestyle, my direction. Republicans' party's platform matches the most. First and foremost, believing in God. That is Like, I will never able to leave home. So that's Republican values. And then family, like family values. Mm -hmm. Um, Asians have a very strong family values because, uh, like, my mother still lives with me. Like, it's a blessing for me. And we don't, like after 18, I wouldn't ask my kids to leave the house if she is not ready, like, you know, like that kind of tight bond. So family is a huge thing for me, and that's Republican platform allows people to, like, understand that and care about that. And then I'm a pro-life person, like, um, and in America, I became more pro-life, Um, and I can tell you why Um, I grew up in Bangladesh the society will never allow a child that born without a wedlock Mm. no social status so people do like abortion but without admitting that Mm. and also there is no support from the government or the system so any child born in the world does become the parent's responsibility till they die. So, like, poverty. All this reason, like, poor people probably silently, they do abortion. They cannot afford to feed another mouth. So, but in America, I found out not only a pregnant woman can give up their child after the birth and they will find a fine house, and lot give it up for of, adoption yes, for adoption and a mm-hmm. lot of my friends they travel to far east like even vietnam Philippines, china to adopt a child and they're right. begging god to get pregnant or have a child in their life and the system somehow support and socially the life is always celebrated nobody asks you is your father or mother are they married or not mm-hmm. so and i said the whole Country celebrating life, and we're the most advanced, like medically and all kind of equipment and system. Why we don't let live a life, and religiously, if you look at that, Jesus' birth is a miracle.
1: Absolutely,
2: and to me, God sent a child in a woman body, no matter how willingly, unwillingly, whatever reason, because that woman body is blessed. Let the life grow. And if you don't want it after the baby comes to the world, because God's path, the woman needs to support that baby. After that, if they don't want to come to take care of the baby, there is an option. But let the child... Live. Live.
1: Exactly. So that,
2: that made me, like... That's why I love America so much. It made me realize that before I didn't realize this deeply. Mm-hmm. And the, not last but the least, I do believe in a small government. The potential of human is enormous. Like, a few years ago, I didn't even knew I could be in political arena, and now I ran for office. I'm doing more for the political cause. So... Only in America that can be possible, so I do not want government to rule our life or limit our opportunities, so I believe in a smaller government, so which is Republican party support so like I can go on and on, but you can right. tell these are the very basic things, and I couldn't go beyond these philosophies or values, thinking that this is who am I. I cannot take another mood in political arena, which is not me. It will be double standard. Uh, So I become truthful to myself, and I become Republican.
1: And all those values and beliefs that you just said are very Christian values.
2: You know, I would say that is God values.
1: Exactly.
2: Because um, I'm a Muslim, Mm -hmm. and growing up, I learned the same values living in Bangladesh from my mother, from my teachers. And it's surprising um, coming to America and living life here. I didn't find any differences. Mm -hmm. I found more similarities. So I I would say um, Hindu, Christian, Muslim, Buddha, Jew, whatever religion you call it, God has the same standard for every soul because we are his Child or his image. So if we listen to his direction, we'll see you and me is not too different.
1: Yes, and the word says that we're created in his image.
2: And I believe that too, because where I come from and where I will be returning, that mystery, like, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. Like, it's a little time of life you are spending in earth but where you come from and where you go after death so that means there there is someone to go back to and that is God and most religious religion believe that so um, we are the image of God
1: yes I know that God has been preparing you for politics because you were already doing political work such as working in you know uh, the AZ legislative district Republican committee and all the other uh, positions that you were holding. It has been just over the last several years that you have risen within the Arizona Republican Party and you have helped lead the AZ GOP's minority outreach programs that have taken the party's message of opportunity for all into a wide variety of committees or communities throughout Arizona. At what point in your political career did God lead you to run, um, to just want to do more in your political career? And I know you said you ran for office a year or two ago, but now I know that you mentioned that you are going to also um, think about another position, political position and you don't know, but at what point did God lead you to want more?
2: So, um, 2017, I was fortunate uh, to be part of the um, one of the scholarship program for the Republican Women Leadership, the Doty London, um, and like series of excellence. So over there. Um, Last session was in Washington, D.C. So we went to Washington, D.C., spent time with the political elected leaders over there and understand about the American politics. And, like, it's a nationwide, like, session over there. Mm -hmm. That time I took the time to travel to East Coast, like, you know, New York and New Jersey and other places, And I wanted to see the minority communities over there. Because in Arizona, through the Asian Coalition, we reach out to many different communities. So I get to understand their ideology or their political views. But over there, how they live, what they think, I get to understand. Then it was just amazing to see, like seeing the broader picture of our nation like having the contrast of the like a state by a state uh the system the law and regulation or the expectation of life how that molds people's mindset so i remember i called my husband from dc and i said um, i think i'm gonna run for office because that time i felt the urge like I can do much more by creating a sensible law for the state rather than only reaching out a couple of uh, hundreds of people through a charitable cause. So that, that the urge I felt. My husband said, okay, come home and we'll pray together and we'll <laughs> find the answer. So I came home, I discussed with my uh, family and also I discussed with my friends and other community friends and a lot of good people and from people's understanding and encouragement and they they guided me to understand where I fit in the picture and most of all, deep inside, I believe, like, it's, it's just the answer of the praying. Like God told me, I could help the people through the process. Like, um, obviously, people run for anything, any, any kind of competition they want to win. But my mindset was winning not the end of the journey, winning through the process. So uh, I will dedicate my time to understand the people. Like, what I learned, that would not only make me a better person um, for the future goal. Also, if I don't reach the goal, I would be able to do something.
1: Now, you said you went to visit different communities in different states. Did that help you understand the people better?
2: Oh, definitely, because um, I just understood, like, why um, New York people... Like uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking particularly Bengali community. Mm-hmm. Why they act and behave in sudden manner? Why Arizona act and behave in sudden manner? And I was joking with one of my relative over there. If Arizona people come to New York, there will be a riot right then and then because you guys don't follow any law and order, and we are very much of law and order people. So mm-hmm. I was joking like that, but it, it, it makes sense it makes sense means uh, the political decision that influence our life uh, like from a to z truly what how we live our life where we go for education where how we raise our kids where we work how much tax we pay what kind of um, um, benefit we get from the country or the state everything decided by the political groups or political leaders. And so it's more likely if the right person in the right position, the right direction come to the people. If the wrong person in the position, then the wrong direction come to the people. So it it is very important. And like um, in Arizona, people strive to be more independent. They try to do things for their own But uh, in New York, there is such a system of getting help from government welfare and people try to get more. You know, like I felt uncomfortable to see how much people are trying to get from the system. system. And and also do you see it um,
1: nationwide?
2: No, I wouldn't say I traveled all around the nation. Okay, just the I'm I'm just giving you a few differences but in Arizona like we try to get on our feet quick because our state cannot support us long for that kind of benefits but in New York I saw they get so much benefit they try to depend more so those are the those are political differences truly Mm -hmm. like the um, policy and the strategy so It makes a huge difference, like from place to place.
1: Why is it so important for political leaders to go out into the community?
2: First of all, political leaders are the voice of the people. People, they're chosen by the people. Political leaders shouldn't be the leader who decide for people they should be listening to the people and voicing out what people need rather than what they think they, is right for the people. It, it's more of a, that's why our like in America, we say we the people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are not part of the people, then you miss out the big picture. You miss out. Even those who doesn't like you, oppose you, you need to hear them too. Because what is their discomfort? What they need or want that, that's not matching with your philosophy, understand that. So you can create some policy or some kind of direction that benefits all of the people. And also the people
1: need to see who they
2: are voting.
1: So that brings me to the next question. What would you tell the public as to who to vote for? And how do they research the uh, politicians or the political Um, leaders?
2: First of all, like you will uh, get a lot of flyers before the election time, and we just throw it in the trash can within 10 seconds, right? Because there's so many of them. But my suggestion would be, first, where you live, your school district, or your legislative district, or your congressional district, or your state—in a ballot—what are the positions that you are supposed to vote? And also, not only that, the propositions, like what kind of, uh, um, like voting they are asking. Like sometimes, city insert something, or state wants something. So, an informed voter is uh, not only a treasure for the country. It's the power you have on your hand, you understand that. Like only in America, everything decided by ballot and people vote. And people Mm -hmm. sometimes don't understand that. Sometimes they think my vote doesn't count, but it counts. Like when you do not practice it and you suffer from the wrong decision of certain people who voted against what you want... And then you complain. Rather mm-hmm. than that, be proactive and take initiative. And, uh, like, research on the website of each person. Right. And go to their meet and greet. Ask direct question, And when you decide to vote for a person... It's just not the good look or how they speak, or how, yeah. right? Exactly. And it is most of the times so we fall into the trap of the like look and the beauty of a person or the charm of a person, but dig deep. Mm-hmm. Is he a family person? If the, he or she is a person of faith, if that person will lead your cause your religion, your faith, your philosophy, your lifestyle, your
1: family, with your interests, vote that person. Exactly. And I know for, for Christians, we, we vote according to um, Christian values. So you bring up a really good point that it is according to our faith and our values. I know you are the event coordinator for the Asian Pacific American engagement in the Trump Victory Leadership Initiative information session on Saturday, December 7th. What can we expect to hear and happen at this event?
2: We are expecting really something big and um, inspiring because the whole rally is happening um, Trump campaign from the Washington D.C. one of our regional, like nationwide director, to reach out to the Asian community. Esther Liu, she will be coming in town, and she will be talking about the president policy, and specifically the Asian community, addressing the Asian community, and also we have a surprise, somebody big. From the Trump campaign will come not Trump,
1: not President no, Trump, not okay.
2: President Trump. Uh, <laughs> then, um, but some someone special will come from DC. Apart from that, from our state, um, we already have a lot of positive response. Um, uh, Congressman David Schweikert already confirmed he's coming. And Debbie Lasco, Congresswoman Debbie Lasco, and she is also the Honorable Co-Chair for the Trump um, Campaign in Arizona. She showed some indication she might be there, and we are invited um, Congressman Paul Groshier, Congressman Andy Biggs, and Senator Martha McSally. So we are hoping it will be a really informative, cheerful way, and also. Our state um, director, Trump campaign, Drew Saxon, he will be helping us to understand how to engage the community. So it, it is, not to me, it is a very, very, very big thing because for the very first time, we are gathering so many Asian communities together for the common cause.
1: That's great. And that has never happened, right?
2: Um, Not specifically for the Asian. Like, we participated in many things, but not geared to the Asian community. And not only that, um, 2020 election, only casting my vote wouldn't be enough. We need to make people our to vote because... It is socialism versus freedom. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to give up your freedom, you need to wake up and you need to make your neighbors, friends, colleagues, everyone wake up and turn out the vote. So that's why this session is very, very important and also... Asian don't even speak without food so there will be some refreshment
1: <laughs> oh some food but maybe yes <laughs> right <laughs> that's a good way to get people there how can the people prepare for this rally
2: so we do um, advertise this event uh, through the facebook uh, if you go to the asian for um, trump uh, over there the event is already advertised mm-hmm. and there is an eventbrite link in there please do um, get the ticket. is free, but register because for the number of people and security reason, if you're not registered, you might have a hard time to get in. And also, uh, we are expecting more than... Uh, 250-plus people over there, so it's become easier for the check-in and security purpose. So it's, it's going to be a really great time together, and hearing from all the elected leaders. And uh, also, I forget to mention our Maricopa County Chairman Ray Charnaki and um, the AZ GOP chairman, the state chairman, Kelly Ward, they um, might be there too. So it will be full house to
1: understand what's going on. Can the uh, public also participate in the discussion? Of course.
2: Like most of the times we do the mistake, we try to teach about someone and we keep that um, discussion within that group only. How would we learn about each other if we don't invite other people, right? Absolutely. Like, so it, it is Asian um, rally, but we invite each and everyone to come because you might have an Asian colleague, Asian neighbor, Asian uh, like parents, uh, like friend of your child or something, you will be much more knowledgeable to relate to them so like it's open to everyone
1: that's great and i like the fact that the um, not only asians but whoever attend this information session can participate because i had the um, notion that you just go and you listen to the leaders the people can actually participate in the discussion. Right,
2: right. right. And all, not only that, it's a huge networking opportunity because Arizona Asian American Coalition, we consist of almost 17 different community, And we have, uh, like, faith wise, uh, Buddhist, Christian, Muslim, and then different. Uh, uh, Christian groups, like we have every kind of people. And we have Filipino, Chinese, Taiwanese, multicultural, Vietnamese, Korean, Indian, Bangladeshi, all kind of people, like I just named few. So um, it, um, if you really want to have diverse uh,
1: friend circle, that's the day you need to be there. Fairhana, why is understanding the president's policy so important to share at this rally? 2020 our president Donald Trump will be go
2: for re-election so just to look at the last couple of years he being a president what he accomplished is enormous benefit for the citizens so i will just mention one website promises made promises kept Please do look for yourself because the list is so long. I cannot finish it within 10 minutes even. So look at that and you will understand why we need this president to be reelected in 2020. So we need to get to know it and we need to educate our friends and families.
1: That's awesome. Now, where is the event going to be held at and what time?
2: It will be from one um, thirty to 4.00. So the door will open right at 1.30, so, and the program will start sharp at 2, two to 4. So, and also we'll have a prayer for president session over there too, and kids will be involved. So a lot of fun will be there, and it will be at the um, Mountain View Lutheran Church, and the location address is 11002. South 48th Street and in Phoenix, Arizona is in Ahwatukee, so very close to I-10 too.
1: That's great. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Farhana Shifa from Chandler, Arizona, who is an artist, author, educator, and social political leader. She is involved with the Arizona Legislative District 18 Republican Committee and the Chairwoman Emeritus for AZGOP Asian American Coalition. She is also the event coordinator for the upcoming rally, Asians for Trump on Saturday, December 7th. Thank you very much for being here, Farhana. And we are uh, continuing our discussion about how God is blessing your life in the political arena. Farhana, in your opinion, what do you think the political future will be for the state of Arizona?
2: If you believe in God, believe that God wants you to act, too. You cannot just sit there and ask God to fix everything, and you cannot just blame God for not fixing everything. Is You are the instrument of God's wills. So Arizona's future lays on your hand. The threat we are seeing, not only our state, the nationwide, the vibe of extreme leftist ideology the socialism then like um, not respecting life not respecting the education system or taking your liberty away from your hand or making government so big that they will control and rule everything you do so if you want america the great nation of the world where God can be worshipped in every worship house, regardless of any religion, in a mosque, in a temple, in a church, in a synagogue, wherever you want God, you can find God, which is America all about. If you want that great nation to be there, and if you want your state to stand strong as a great state, you and every one of the neighbors, friends, and families of yours need to come out and do the right voting, right decision. And so Arizona's future is on your hand.
1: Yes, uh, we can't just sit back and be passive, right? We need to be proactive. And I'm curious to find out, what would be strategies to engage the community, Farhana?
2: It's simple, right?
1: Think about it. You as an
2: influencer, don't you know 10 people that you can influence? Not like hundreds and thousands of people getting on a microphone. Just from your phone list or your relative list or friend list, 10 people. Make sure they're registered to vote first and foremost, because if they're not, they cannot vote, right? And make sure they're registered to vote to the right side of the political arena, and also, sometimes people forget when they change address or move from even like from apartment 1B, you just move to apartment 1C, you need to re-register because your address changed. Uh, so make sure all your family members are registered to vote. All your friends are registered to vote. All the high school kids who will be 18 during the election time 2020 they can register now like during the election if they're 18 years old they can vote so make sure all your young children are they're registered to vote and then during the voting time make sure you call all your friends and make sure you tell them turn your voter ballot if they do the early voting or go to the poll.
1: Those are very good practical ways to get the um, community involved or not just community, but your own friends involved or family just by like, looking at your I, phone um, contacts.
2: Right. I'm just talking about the very small, small like way start. Right. It's like start. in your comfort zone, not to go beyond your comfort zone. Like and uh, if you believe in something, it, it, truly speaking, um, why do you go to church every Sunday? Nobody force you, nobody Mm -hmm. threat you, you feel passionate about it. Right. So uh, voting should be something like that because it's your right Mm -hmm. and also maybe you are not participating, somebody else is voting something that is not good for you. So do not give up your right, your understanding. So if you feel passionate, wouldn't you talk about it to the others? Like, wouldn't you encourage it to others? Absolutely. Wouldn't you share it to others? So it's just sharing, sharing the necessity of it, sharing the joy of it, and then encourage the people to do the right thing. And as a citizen, I think this is our civic duty too.
1: Absolutely. You bring up a really good point. Cause that's what we do in church too. Um, my husband and I, um, probably my husband's a little bit better, um, inviting people to our church, um, to, um, uh, basically, you know, just experience right, our, you right. know, our church. And I'm curious to find out, I know that there's so many changes happening politically in Arizona. What are the positive changes that are taking place? Uh, where God wants to see, um, let's say, the political structure of Arizona change?
2: You know, Arizona people are like really, I would say they are God-loving people in a way because a lot of... um, Last election cycle, some of the result wasn't favorable. We lost many seats. Mm -hmm. But still, people didn't give up their fight for the right reason. Like um, probably you noticed like last session when the state session was happening um there was a, a law about the abortion they wanted to make it a law but the people protested and they withdraw that reading and it didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Like pro-life people went there. but he, he, And then also our state superintendent, she wanted to impose some sex education in the curriculum that got stopped by the people, too. So, those are the.
1: By the people, by the community? By the people, by wow. the people, because. That's powerful. Um,
2: she was um, in an open session in in the state capital and she was about to propose to make it a law but people went there and they gave their statement and they protested in a like riders manner but those are the hopes and that battle is but it's become really tight and really like too many ways we need to fight more school board, every school board some of the people are keeping an eye and battling every single week because our children is the reason we are doing everything as parents, as adults. So securing their future is our job. And and so, like, my art will be, the time is gone that you can be comfortable and say, oh, I I do not talk politics or I do not mingle with politics because you believe it or not, politics rule your every corner of the life. So you better wake up now. You better understand now, and not for yourself maybe, but for your future generation or for the security of your own old age when you'll be old and nobody there to help you and you have to depend on someone so those kind of situations. think about it a country doesn't function well on its own is the people are the power and america recognized that
1: that is so true i mean even in church it's like a church is not a church without the people because the church is not four walls right and so we need people yes. at the church, just like we need people to be engaged and involved in our community. Exactly. How would you encourage people to give back to our church or give back to the school or give back to the community? You know,
2: giving back um, to me is like a culture. Uh, like you need to practice it from the very get go in your family environment with your young children. So it starts then, at home. Yeah, starts at home. We, we, we with that effort, like, um, like act of kindness is like limitless. If you're thankful every day, just being thankful, you wake up and you thank God for a new day, and you teach your children to be thankful your parents are doing something,
1: mm-hmm. or
2: you are thankful to them because they are making you happy. So you start from the everyday life, giving back to each other and recognizing each other's effort. And then you take it out to the broader level, to your community, to, to your neighborhood, to your church, to your school community, to your work community, or even if you're involved with a charitable cause, or if you are globally involved. So you kind of start making your horizon bigger and bigger and bigger. And one point you will realize you are the catalyst of all the giving and your inspiration to others to follow your path is not limited to you only. But like, um, I will encourage everyone, uh, start practicing with your even small kids from home.
1: So let's just say they weren't um uh brought up with the giving. You know, I I know that the word um and I want to say just the word just even just having a relationship with with God, we are naturally give, we're naturally givers as Christians. And if we don't give, something's really wrong with our with our uh, relationship right. and, with and God. So how be- would you to begin those? with
2: like Every church does so many community outreach works, right? Food pantry or helping uh, the community, or uh, like even if, like, wherever needed, they have different, different um, projects to go on. Um, if you're going to the church, you love that community to get involved. In schools, there is PTO. A parents teachers uh, organization or even a school send email randomly when we are having this event that event or even we in the classroom they want some help volunteer your time based on your work schedule if you're a stay home mom probably you can enjoy extra time at the school mm-hmm. and if you're a working mom probably you do some evening event organization and everyone has some kind of a skill Open up your heart, give your skill. It's not always the money and the materials, it's sometimes you know, sharing your skills too. Like, then, I'm heavily involved with the Lions Club, like Lions International Foundation, and my kids start going to Mexico Caburca when they were five and seven for medical mission. So, I, I find a tremendous change in them because. I will just share with you. I was overhearing their conversation during the back to school shopping. So one daughter saw a backpack is forty five dollar. So other daughter saw similar kind of backpack, twenty five dollar. So other daughter telling, you can buy that twenty five dollar backpack, still work the same, but you can save rest of the money to give give the homeless. Oh wow! So that. Truly, that wow. melted my heart. I didn't teach them directly, think like that. It's but beautiful. it just grew with the experience. So it's never too late to start.
1: And for you showing such a great example and of love.
2: And also my little one, um, for her birthday, she wanted to spend her birthday at the Feed My Starving Children. As a family, mm. we'll work there. That's her
1: birthday celebration. That's her birthday celebration. Yes, and oh, we did that
2: beautiful. to make her happy. And my mother, her grandma, gave her some money because, like, to buy something she likes. And she right away told me, "Mom, now I have money to give, <laughs> donate. Let's oh. do it."
1: <laughs> so, oh, what a giver!
2: So, and that's made me realize. I learn from my kids every day. Truly, like because they're fresh eyes looking at the world and they they're, they have more like pure connection with god so sometimes they do things and they say things is so amazing so sometimes i learn from them this is how i need to think too you know
1: yes that's beautiful that they have such a great example as yourself and how would you encourage other um women to um let's say not necessarily follow your footsteps, but to get involved um, in leadership positions?
2: Women always wait to be asked, because that's how our society taught us. Somebody will pull the chair for you, open the door for you.
1: You think it still exists here in America versus uh, Bangladesh? Everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Like,
2: because... Women are so gracious they shouldn 't be open their mouth and ask for things they sh- they should be they should be offered that 's the mm-hmm. mindset you know the princess mindset, even in our western society. but I will encourage women don 't wait. You are capable you can do a lot of things that people cannot even imagine and um I give credit to a woman. If you can give birth of a child, you can do any miracle in the world. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, like, uh, no offense to those women who not being a mother or couldn't be a mother. But um, I'm just talking about the painful journey. Yes. You know, (laughs) but, but um, women, as a woman, you don't need approval. You don't need to be asked. If you believe in God and God gives you the strength in your heart, follow that because he he is the true guide of you. And if you follow that guidance, you will outshine no matter what. You will find adversity and you will find like the path is rough, but like trusting your instinct and trusting your ability and turn those adversities cities to your advantage and then suddenly you will find you did the right thing and not only that you are lifting up i feel connection with the woman globally Mm -hmm. like when i do a step i feel like it's not only for my community my kids or my area it is Somebody in Bangladesh, probably I don't even know, they're looking at me and thinking, She's a Bangladeshi born lady, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. So we uplift each other like that. Absolutely,
1: so, that's great. And it's important for women to support each other and not be in competition with each other,
2: right? And and like, there is enough to share truly. Like, we don't need to be stingy or take away from each other, truly.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's true. And we just need to take a step of faith and um, get out of that fear mentality. Take the step of faith and um, God will just reveal the amazing, um, amazing plan that he has for us because each one of us has a purpose and a plan. Exactly. Like um,
2: th- 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 That's the true part. Um, it, it it sounds more philosophical, but uh, there is a purpose for each and everyone to be in the journey in this earth. So what is your purpose? Maybe um, if we knock the wrong door, we'll be disheartened. There is a right door for every one of us. If we try to get through that right door, we'll find the right purpose. So and that's a journey of self-exploring, what I am capable of and what I can offer and what God has given me and what kind of strength He will give me in future to keep going. So... That journey, uh, an individual is owner of that path-finding process. No one can help with that. So you might break down, you might freak out, you might get mad, you might get upset, or you someday you will feel so loving. But have a connection with God and ask Him, and He will show you the
1: right path. Amen. It's just in the asking. If you don't ask, we don't receive. And when you do receive, remember that we are here to love one another, to help each other. Um, In John 13, 34, 35, it says, this is one of um, God's commandments is that we love one another as I have loved you so that you must love one another. So by everyone, we know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Farhana, what else would you like to share with our listeners today? Uh, Marina,
2: that just made me realize uh, before even this interview, you and I talked about so many things and we feel so deeply connected. You are being a Christian and I'm being a Muslim. It didn't create any differences because the love for the God was the same. So my Humble opinion to all the listeners, regardless of your faith, religion, differences, race, color, just look at each other the way God look at us. Love each other. Help each other. And if you are living in America, be the American first. Be the proud American first. No Differences can divide us, but unite us as a whole, as Americans, God, family, faith, and freedom. Believe in that.
1: And that will make America great again. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Farhana, for being here today, for sharing your heart, for just pouring out um, everything that God has placed in your heart, for sharing your experiences, your wisdom, your experience, and um, I am just going to close in prayer. And right now, I just lived up. Um, I lived up uh, the state of Arizona, Father God. I pray, Father God, that we just um, that you just put it in their hearts to be engaged not only in their churches, in their schools, but also be engaged to vote, be engaged politically. Father God, I just pray that you just um, lift up also Farhana, Father God, that you will continue to bless her positions politically, that you will continue to bless her family and protect her, that you will um, just um, use her as a voice not only for women, for Muslim women, for the community, Father God, So that it will glorify you, Lord, that it will glorify you to the highest. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you all the glory and honor. Amen.
0: You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.